Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Let us start uh, with a verse of the Quran. A'udhu billahi minash shaytanir rajeem bismillahir rahmanir rahim. Inna Allah ya'mur bil adli wal ihsani wa ita'i dhil qurba wa yanha 'anil fahsha'i wal munkari wal baghi. يَعِذُكُمْ لَعَلَّكُمْ تَذَكَّرُونَ صدق الله العظيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين أما بعد These verses that I've just recited now verse 90 of the 16th juz, uh, the 16th chapter of the Quran is Surah Al-Nahl verse 90 This is something that you may have heard every Friday this is what the Khatib says. We say this every week. That in Allah Yamur bil Adli wal Ihsani wa Ita'i al Qurba wa Yanha anil Fahshai wal Munkari wal Baghi Ya'idukum la'allakum tadakkaroon. We generally end the khutbah with that. It's a very prominent verse of the khutbah. Essentially, what it means is that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Allah enjoins justice. Allah enjoins justice, performing duties for only Allah's sake. Allah enjoins justice, performing duties for only Allah's sake giving help to kith and kin, forbidding evil, obscenity and oppression. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is enjoining justice, performing duties for only Allah's sake, which is, he, that's how they've translated ihsan here, or doing things with an, uh, in an excellent way, you know, for the right reason, ihsan, essentially doing good. And then giving help to kith and kin, and then forbidding evil, and obscenity and oppression. He admonishes you so that you may take heed. So as you can see from this that there are some of the most important points that are mentioned here and maybe that's the reason why it's being incorporated into the khutbah every week, right, that we're reminded of this. So um, uh, again, majority of us who don't understand Arabic would probably have heard this verse over and over again uh, every week never figured out why that's always mentioned you know what's the reason for that one being mentioned each week why has that one particularly been chosen and uh, what we should do actually is that we should be a bit more curious and interested than that if there's something in our khutbah or something in salat that is being recited often and mentioned often then if we don't understand it we should actually go and try to find out because clearly there's a message in there for us since it's been repeated so many times essentially why this verse is mentioned so here this is uh, in these reflection series I'm trying to find uh, these kind of verses that uh, speak of some uh, really universal ideas within Islam universal principles and precepts in Islam as you may have noticed already rather than individual stories so in our reflections we've not been dealing with uh, you know, stories of prophets in detail or anything like that because, uh, mashallah, they're generally covered. We're discussing some very, very fundamental uh, um, precepts of the religion. So here, what this is, is that this verse of Surah Al-Nahl is actually a comprehensive code of conduct and it has a number of different injunctions and directions in there. Now, the first one, obviously, is justice, right? Bila Adl. Adl is justice. Uh, so let's take these one by one. The first one is justice. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala just says, Inna Allah ya'muru bil'adl. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala commands and enjoins justice. 
He says this in an absolute way, uh, not qualifying it with any particular type of justice or any particular type of situation or from a particular individual. He's just saying you need to have justice. You need to deal with justice. Now, the second one then is uh, talking about the spending. Then, then you've got ihsan, bil adli wal ihsan, which is doing good. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks about uh, assisting, giving uh, the kith and kin, giving basically your relatives. Uh, when it comes to the kith and kin, there's other places where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions that you should start with your closest kin, your closest relatives. The hadith mentions that as well, that you should start from your closest relatives because they, they need you most and they are most entitled to what we can offer them. Reason is that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, as you've heard in, for, through other verses and the reflections in there, that uh, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has put us into specific families and tribes. And groups and we're supposed to help one another Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has provided there to be a uh, a direction between us uh, a an agreement between us I mean your father your mother your relatives and the closest ones have more on us than others I mean we would be more sinful for neglecting them than to neglect a, a stranger for example so uh, we, we learned that that you must start from them first and when it comes to, uh, so if we go back to the whole justice idea, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala keeps it open, right? Uh, the last point in here is, so, And Allah prohibits from two things. Allah prohibits from fahsha, which is obscene and immoral and evil ideas, right? And munkar just means basically anything wrong, anything that is indecent, pretty much anything which is indecent, that any reasonable person anywhere in the world would say that this is wrong. right? That is munkar, something that is looked on and is disfigured. It is not recognizable as something of decency. That's what a munkar is. I mean, if you take it in a religious sense, then a munkar is obviously anything which is prohibited in the sharia. But anything that is considered to be indecent throughout decent communities is probably going to be considered to be indecent in the sharia as well. Because that is the Sharia is very natural, right? So anything which is indecent is going to be indecent in the Sharia as well. Now, when it comes to, if we go back uh, to the first point, which is justice, right? After we've understood the verse in a brief sense, we uh, th these are some of the issues when it comes to justice uh, when we're trying to deal with in our, in our lives. Uh, many times, many of us we're only focused on justice when it concerns us. If we're being dealt with in an unjust way. If we are somehow being oppressed or somehow being dealt uh, the, 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 the wrong amount, then it's okay when it, the justice uh, concerns us. Or if, it, if, you get, if you go on a larger level, that if it concerns our family, then we're interested. If it's to do with our religion, then we're interested. If it's to do with our tribe, then we're interested. Otherwise, we're not interested. It doesn't matter if there's other injustice that is happening elsewhere in the world. But that's not what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, where he fixed f assisting your, f your family first, he did not talk about justice as doing that to your family first and nobody else. right? So that's why the justice command here is much more general, that we need to be just in every sense. So if it involves a stranger, somebody we don't know from another religion or whatever, then 
we just don't care a lot of the time. M many of the times our justice, and we've seen this through the fatwas that we receive, you know, uh, through the questions that we have, when people are asking for their rights and where there's an injustice that has taken place, it's always about uh, myself. It's always about the person. You know, there's n uh, you know, you hardly ever get a question that, look, I've had this issue with somebody else. I'm worried that I may be oppressing them. So can you please let me know that I'm not oppressing them? Right? It's generally that they've done this to me and they're oppressing me and you know, I, I want to just make sure that that's the case or that uh, I want to get my rights or I want to prove the point. So th this is the kind of imbalance here and that's not what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants good justice for, uh, to, to, to prevail in this world because that then uh, contributes to a much better world. Uh, a lot of the time, I mean, we're not interested in justice if, it, if we don't get any kind of material benefit from it. Uh, sometimes we don't want to do justice because we fear criticism, right? So that's why we will avoid justice. This is a major problem in many, many organizations, uh, many kind of ruling parties and so on, right? We don't want to do justice sometimes or we don't want to speak justly because it's going to ruin our reputation. It's going to put us on the wrong side of people. Uh, it's not with the right group. Uh, we may lose out on some incentives, some material gains. These are all different reasons why we may not want to do justice. It's just, again, these reflections are there for us to reflect and to think, where am I in this? You know, we can't change the whole world, but we can definitely try to change ourselves, especially when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is telling us this. That's why it's very, you could say that it's very difficult to do justice purely for the sake of doing justice, purely as a command of God. Right? It's okay, as I said, to do it for oneself when we're going to get uh, benefit from it, but not when it's just purely for the sake of justice. So, uh, sometimes you know, we may understand some truths, but it's difficult for us to act on that truth because there's just so many factors or there's a certain factor that is going to prevent us from doing that. And the only person that's going to do proper justice are the people who Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala strengthened with a strong sense of justice and a boldness and an ability to see it through regardless of what happens, even if it goes against their own. That's the person who's going to be able to do just, justice. As I said, we may not be able to change the whole world, but we can definitely do a, you know, make a better effort at it right? through these verses. Now, the reason why we must do this is because the whole of the creation, generally justice is to do with creation, but it could also go to, you know, to do with animals or the environment, natural resources and so on, right? Is because everything belongs to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the whole of creation are the bondsmen of Allah. They're the family of Allah, you could say. Allah is looking after them. Allah is responsible for them. And Allah wants us to look after one another purely for that sake. So that's why you can understand that we're all members of the same family. So that's why if there's any injustice somewhere else, it's going to affect us, us as well because we're members of that same family of humanity. That's why you have to understand that. Now, look at this, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is very strong on tawheed and monotheism. The Quranic message is filled with monotheism. Right? Surah Al-Ikhlas. أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم قل هو الله أحد الله الصمد لم يلد ولم يولد ولم يكن له كفوا أحد is essentially considered to be one third of the Quran and Surah Al-Ikhlas is monotheism. It's Tawheed. That's what it's there for. That, that's what it's, uh, it, it is highlighting. Despite that fact, that one, one third of the Quran, you can say, is devoted to the doctrine of monotheism. Right? And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is so sensitive 
uh, to uh, where that monotheism may be contravened or violated and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala doesn't like shirk right for sure despite that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is saying that you must be just to everybody it doesn't matter if they're polytheist or whatever it, everybody in this particular command justice needs to prevail everywhere because Islam regards all human beings regardless of their faith their country, their origin, race, color, as members of Allah's family. He sustains every one of them. You have to remember that. Even those who blaspheme against Allah, who deny God, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He sustains everyone. Right? Allah's favorite servant is not necessarily the one who just worships Him through salat, etc., but who also loves Allah Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala loves the one who does good to his family members. Right? So that's an important part of our Islam is to do well for other human beings. Now, it, 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 could, it could have been so easy for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the Quran to have said that it's just Muslims who are members of one family. Right? It could have been perfectly understandable because they're the ones who are fulfilling what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants. Right? That only Muslims are members of the same family. But no, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala keeps this general and designates all human beings, right? Without any distinction of faith. That's why you see some of the hadith about it as well. They're just general, right? They're just general. They're not just about Muslims. The other thing is that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala hasn't just designated certain individuals to dispense the justice. Of course, judges have to dispense justice and you know, uh, rulers have to dispense justice and so on. But this is actually an obligation that is incumbent on anybody that we, everybody, that we must be just in every one of our situations. Right? It doesn't matter whether it may be a Christian doing justice or a Muslim dispensing the justice. If there's a Christian who's doing a just, if there's an atheist who is uh, dispensing some kind of justice then we must support that justice for the sake of that just justice of course if there's any other um, issues involved that that's a different issue Allah commands that justice and good be done that's what we understand from this and as I said it's not just to be done by Muslims but it's to be done by everything because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the sustainer we say, we say this often Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen all praises to Allah who the Rabb, the, the sustainer of all the worlds, meaning everything included in that world. Not Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Muslimin, Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Mu'mineen. That's not what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said. People with Iman, mashallah, have their value, right? A very special value in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's sight. They're beloved to Allah. But the whole of humanity is whom Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala looks after. He created them and He's the cherisher of everyone. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has made all of the general amenities like the sun and the moon, the solar system, the trees, the mountains, the rivers, the animals, and everything that is on the earth available to everybody. That is to everyone, right? To believers and non-believers. And His justice needs to be equally beneficial to everyone, right? Now you have to remember, without justice, remember this, without justice you cannot have balance in this world because balance is important of this world for the world to sustain itself, balance is important, and that is through justice. They say that civilizations can survive sometimes even without faith, but with justice longer than, you know, longer than 
uh, you know, uh, those that don't have justice, don't have a balance, uh, and have, the, have faith. So there could be some faithful people who profess to believe in God, uh, believe in Allah, but don't uh, you know, dispense justice. They will not last as long as those who have justice. Justice provides stability. Why is it that so many of us enjoy, so many people, they enjoy coming to a certain you know, Western countries? Because I guess there is a sense of, a greater sense of justice than many other countries, right? That's one of the reasons. And justice is so innately a human desire and a human need, a human essential, that that's why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has really, really um, uh, spoken about this in this way. This explain, th- th- you can tell that this is basically a note of universalism, right? This is a message of universalism in the Quran, in this Quranic assertion, right? That justice is good and it should be done in an absolute sense. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in another place, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala instructs Muslims, right? That, uh, uh, for example, I mean the verse is, I'll just read the verse to you. Ya ayyuhalladheena amanu, kunu qawwameena lillahi shuhada'a bilqist. وَلَا يَجْرِمَنَّكُمْ شَنَآنُ قَوْمٍ أَلَا أَلَّا تَعْدِلُوا إِعْدِلُوا هُوَ أَقْرَبُ لِلتَّقْوَى وَاتَّقُوا اللَّهِ إِنَّ اللَّهَ خَبِيرٌ بِمَا تَعْمَلُونَ O believers, stand firm for Allah and bear true testimony. Be tr- truthful in your testimony. Do not let the hatred of a people lead you to injustice. Just because you hate somebody, for whatever reason, valid or invalid, it can't lead you to injustice. Be just. And that is closer to righteousness. And be mindful of Allah. Surely Allah is all aware of what you do. So now I think that really underscores what it's, uh, what it's to be. And the other thing that we have to remember is that justice needs to be freely available to everyone. No matter which faith, which country, which ethnicity a people are. Justice needs to be available to everybody. right? And that is the command of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So... Justice needs to become the hallmark of every Muslim. Wherever we are at our, in our individual capacities, in our individual circumstances, whether that be to do with our neighbor in terms of some maybe boundary disputes, in terms of um, so, uh, you know, who threw what or who has to clean what or who has to fix what. And all of these ideas, who owns what. I mean, subhanAllah, today brothers and sisters are arguing. Parents and children are arguing over inheritance in terms of property who owns what i mean it's just absolute oppression no just justice whatsoever we ask allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to grant us justice make us a just nation contribute to a just world and fulfill the command of the quran this universal command of the quran for justice jazakallah khairan assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh may allah bless you all may allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless our our Ramadans and our Iman and our life and our and grant us prosperity. Please keep us in your du'as. Make a du'a for us right now. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. The point of a lecture is to encourage people to act, to get further, an inspiration, an encouragement, persuasion. The next step is to actually start learning seriously, to read books, to take on a subject of Islam and to understand all the subjects of Islam, at least at their basic level so that we can become more aware of what our deen wants from us. Uh, and that's why we started uh, Rayyan courses, so that uh, you can actually take organized lectures uh, on demand whenever you have free time, especially, for example, the Islamic Essentials uh, course that we have on there, the Islamic Essentials Certificate, which 
you take 20 short modules and at the end of that inshallah you will have gotten the, the basics of uh, most of the most important topics in Islam and you'll feel a lot more confident. You don't have to leave lectures behind, you can continue to, leave, uh, you know, to listen to lectures but you need to have this more sustained study as well. Jazakallah khair and assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.